Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huppert. It is our final Caveman Corner of the season at live at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill, along with Mishawaka Athletic Director Dean Huppert. I'm Sean Stairs. We've had a great, great season in here this year, Dean. It really has been a great season, and, and we have to thank the people at Monterey so much because absolutely uh, we've gotten some crowds out here. We've had a lot of our athletes come, and especially our fall coaches and, and the time commitment that you've given here on a Monday night. Uh, it's a little bit bittersweet, but you're also, you're also going to get a few hours back in it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And, I mean, when we, if we've been doing this so long that we've got this window that sits to our right, and when I used to sit down here, the sun glare would, yes, be, would be in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a thing of the past now. I get here when it's night now. We've got football coach Keith Kinder. First of all, Coach uh, and Keith Kinder, of course, uh, with his congratulations on NIC North Coach of the Year. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, Coach Hecklinski can attest to this. When you get something like that, that means you have good players and good assistant coaches. That's all that that means. And it's a tribute to the entire program, players and coaches, uh, special group of seniors. And then, you know, just the, the opportunity that we had to keep the entire coaching staff the same this year and then add some really key components to our coaching staff like Cody Shively, um, Scott Stoner, who we brought up from, from the middle school, um, K.J. Karczewski, who, who came and volunteered with the freshmen. Like, uh, it, it was just really nice to be able to keep it kind of seamless with the staff and then just add some younger coaches to kind of, you know, connect with the you know that freshman level kid. Well, and we meant I asked you about this in the uh, in the pregame interview the other day. This is obviously your first year as a head coach, but you were really fortunate in that there was a lot of continuity that that you have in the coaching staff, and and that had to help quite a bit this year. Yeah, it really did, and I think a, you know a big credit goes to the kids because of you know the the way they handled the transition this year. Um, it was really important to me that that when I did get the job that I was myself and, you know, didn't try to replicate Coach Curtis. Um, he's a one-of-a-kind guy and you right. can't really replicate him, <laughs> uh, even if you tried. And they they handled that. And so I think they kind of got to see that, that you, can, you can be, you know, successful with different kinds of personalities and – um, our kids were so much fun this year. You know, today almost seems like a going to school was like a you know almost like a funeral. Almost wore all black. Today <laughs> I can imagine. Because, but it wasn't. It wasn't because we lost. Uh, that, that's not. That's not the part of it that that's getting me. It's that I don't get to coach these kids anymore. And I was right. just telling. I was just telling Coach Heck I stopped by his basketball practice today just because I I wanted to see kids running around and having fun. And so I sat and watched his practice for about five minutes and thought, okay. 
It's still going on. I just got to wait. Life still goes on, right? I just have to wait a long time for my turn again. Yeah. Coach, uh, to be the NIC Coach of the Year, I mean, just such great talent in that conference. I mean, you talk about a couple former Notre Dame players, uh, uh, Hall of Famers at New Prairie and Penn. To to have that in your first year, talk about how your coaching staff negotiated this season, and especially – with so many close games it just seemed like you guys never flinched you always looked at each other and knew you had each other's back and and knew each other that that you could get through in the fourth quarter yeah you know well first of all uh, you know i was telling my wife if you know i kind of set the bar pretty high if this is expected of me <laughs> every year i might be right. in trouble one for one <laughs> but, yeah, shut yourself in the foot yeah but um you know I think we won six games by a touchdown or less. That sound right, Sean? It's six or seven. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of that is is just a credit to our kids and the foundation that was laid, you know, by Coach Curtis and and all of us as a staff beforehand. Just um, the toughness and playing every play hard and uh, competing every down. And our kids did that fantastically this year. Um, I I believe that we beat two teams that were better than us, and I think we almost beat a third team in Marist that was a lot better than us. <laughs> um, and we we were in a football game Friday night for three and a half quarters against a really, really good team uh, in Fort Wayne Dwenger. And a lot of that just has to do with effort. Our, our kids play so hard every single down, and that's a testament to our kids and then our coaching staff um, and, you know, instilling that in practice. It seems like it was a long time ago, but you went on spring break, didn't know if you were going to be the head coach at Mishawaka. You were so patient through the process. Then you found out at that time it was boom, boom, boom. You had a lot of things to accomplish in a short time. It really was, and it was, you know, that was a that was a hard time, I, I think, for, for me and the other guys that were involved in the process, you know, trying to predict when it was going to be announced and, and what was going to happen. And But, yeah, you're right, when, when the – I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do at this point because I've never experienced this part of the job yet. Um, and so, again, uh, our kids, our coaching staff, I, I sent an email out to our staff today just thanking them for, for making the transition so smooth and for all their hard work. What people don't understand is how much time these guys spend away from their families. Um, you know, Saturday morning I got to get my kid out of bed for the first time in 15 weeks and <laughs> makes you makes you pretty happy that you get those moments back but but at the same time you're, you're so used to spending time with these other kids um our our, our coaches were really lucky uh the entire corporation is lucky for the quality coaches we have in all our sports we we got good leaders in our sports across the board I have to tell you, I saw your wife afterwards. You were in the locker room talking to the kids, and I saw your wife. I said, well, you get him back. Uh, you, can, you can have him back. She said, you could have had him for one more. <laughs> yeah. she, I'll tell you what, she has been so amazing um, this year. Well, to be honest, for, for all the years. Sure, uh, that, but, that we've but you guys together. have a young family. Yeah, we do, and, you know, the – Unless you're in that position, I, I don't think people understand what a coach's wife goes through um, and the amount of time that, that they're away and just the simple things that you have to – I haven't been to the grocery in three months, you know. <laughs> That's my job in the off season. Yeah. Um, I didn't mow the grass very much, I, you know. 
I got a yard full of leaves <laughs> to pick up, uh, all those things. And, um, you know, I didn't think – I tried to tell her that it wouldn't be that much different, you know, going from assistant to, to head coach, but I, I think it was. And, and the big difference is I just think that, you know, even even at times when I was present, maybe I wasn't completely present just because things were on my mind. But she's been amazing. Um, our entire coaching staff has fantastic wives behind them. And, you know, there's a saying, behind every good coach is a really good woman. And uh, I think that applies for us. He's Keith Kinder, the first-year head coach of the Mishawaka Cavemen in the NIC North uh, Coach of the Year. You had the conference MVP and, and uh, six different first-team all-conference guys, and I'll, I'll mention them here in a minute. But I wanted to ask you, as a first-year head coach, you had a 6-5 and five team that you were co-offensive coordinator for a year ago. And then, as Dean mentioned, you found out late in the spring that you're going to be the head coach. So as you're getting ready, think back to, to August. What was the realistic expectation that you had for this team this year? Well, I... I don't know that I'm ever realistic in my expectations. <laughs> um, but, and here's what I mean by that. I, I think that I have a tendency to be in my head and think about the worst possible case scenario. And yeah. you look at the schedule that we had, opening with Portage and then Valpo and Chicago Marist. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. Then, I, as, as just sitting here on my side, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm like, What's going to happen? You know, it's like flip a coin almost right. every week after what happened last year. Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm looking at that schedule and thinking, oh, my goodness, Portage might be the most important game of the year because if we don't win Portage, we could be staring at 0-5, you know, because Adams is going to be really challenging. Right. And New Prairie had beat us by three scores the year before. So I'm, I'm telling you, at the beginning of the year, I thought we got to win the Portage game and get these guys on the right track and then just kind of see what happens. And fortunately, we were able to do that. But it was such a fun year because of the quality of opponent that we played every single week. There wasn't a, a Sunday where we turned on the film and thought, ah, <laughs> this is in the bag. Let's, 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 let's worry about what's going to happen next week. So when you, when you have the quality of opponent, you can, you can teach your kids about the importance of focusing on the next task at hand instead of looking ahead and and our kids did a really good job of that this year um you know i, I think when you get to the level that we got to with the semi-state it, it's hard that week you know kids were starting to talk about hey i wonder what happens you know what's gonna what's that gonna you know right. and i think that that's just a natural thing but our kids did a really good job this year of focusing on the next job but to say like a, a win-loss record as an expectation I was just hoping to not get fired. <laughs> well, he accomplished that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Goal number one. I mean, obviously, for anyone who wasn't paying attention, you end up, you beat your biggest rival, and it clinches the NIC North pin, of course, in, in a just a fan, one of those fantastically fun games. I don't know how fun it was from the sideline and that whole thing when, when things are bouncing the way they yeah, did well, sometimes. I'll tell you that I still haven't, I can't bring myself to watch the bad snap to not feel the kickoff <laughs> right. or the fumble in the fourth quarter. I've watched everything else, but I've skipped those parts because at that moment I was just thinking, oh, my goodness, we're going to end up giving this one away. But right. Yeah, go ahead. I'm well, and it, so, you, so you do that. You end up winning a sectional, and, I mean, you had to beat St. Joe twice to do that. A, a, a really 
just a, a, a physical game both times you played them, and obviously you win the regional and you get to semi-state. So how would you, how would you summarize this season? An absolute joy uh, just to be around the kids every single day, it, and that's really what it comes down to. You know, if, if you only coached for championships and, and things like that, then you'd have a lot of unhappy coaches every <laughs> single year. You know, told, told our guys today when we were cleaning up the locker room, hey, six teams win their last game. That's it. Yep. Six in Indiana. You can't tell me that there's only six successful seasons in the state of Indiana, though. So um, it was just an absolute blast. Um, the thing that keeps running through my head is, and, and I think it's it's a common thing, you know, Coach Eklinski has been in this situation before. When you get to this deep of a level in the tournament and you're not successful, in the back of your mind you're thinking, I wonder – if we're ever going to get back here. And so that's going to be the driving force. We've already had conversations about next year. We've had a, a few <laughs> arguments about who's going to play where and all that sort of stuff. So You took uh, care of that question then. Yeah. I don't have to ask anything about that. What's that? <laughs> Just have you started thinking about next year? And that's probably Absolutely. by the time Sunday rolled around or maybe yeah. even Saturday night, I'm sure that you did start looking yeah. at that. I texted Kyle Shaw last uh, yesterday afternoon about 3.30 and said, who's going to play halfback for us <laughs> next year? He said, I don't know. And then I said, who's going to play quarterback? And he said, I don't know. And then we had some conversations today about it. But uh, it, it takes, you know, it, it's one of those things where you don't want to do a disservice to the guys that you're saying goodbye to. Right. But then the coach and me is thinking, okay, Pressure's on. We we got to deliver again next year. Got to ask you about Chris Harness, the MVP of the NIC. Look at those yards. Yeah, I know, right? Two thousand seven hundred and five this year. Four thousand three hundred and sixty-six for his career. The, yeah. uh, the 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 single season record holder and the career record holder, of course. Yeah, and I I told Dean this uh, today. Um, I don't think those will get touched. I, you know, there's some records that you just. You think about it, you know, some of the best players to ever come. Only one Mishawaka player before Chris had ever rushed for 2,000 yards. That's and amazing. That was 2,010 yards. He beat that by 700 yards. Um, and he played a game less than, you know, uh, the 2012 team. He played the, the guy that he passed, uh, Sam Schrader, who is arguably the best player in Mishawaka history, played about 12 more varsity games than Chris Harness did. And Chris rushed for you know 600 more yards than he did so uh the things that he was able to accomplish this year were, were truly remarkable uh it's a credit to him and, and the hard work that he put into it because everything that he accomplished was done through hard work uh, he did not just naturally become this good he worked hard for it he was a good teammate he's super competitive um i disappointed for him in the way it ended because he wasn't at his best health-wise on Friday, and he would never tell you that and, or use it as an excuse. But uh, he just he, he wasn't feeling as good as he had been in the previous, you know, four, 13 weeks. You know, but it's funny because I've heard Brian Kelly the last couple of weeks talk about some of his running backs and that at this point in the season, no one's 100%. And he, he's talked about if you're 80%, you've got to figure out how to give 100% of the 80% that you have. And, and I don't think that's something you ever had to worry about with Chris Harness. Absolutely not. And here's the thing. He carried the ball 416 <laughs> times this year. I, want, you know, oh I don't know the math on that. 416 carries in 14 weeks. And that's he's not 
he's not a back that stands next to the quarterback and carries it 416 right. times. If Chris Harness didn't get the football, he was getting tackled. Right. right. Because that's kind of the offense that we run. So he had 416 carries, but he was – he <laughs> Probably ran, hit 800 times. Correct. He <laughs> ran 700 offensive plays. And you have to – you know, you take away the 40 passes we threw. He got hit by an opponent over 600 times this year. And that doesn't happen in, in high school football. So, yeah, he's bound to, to get some bumps and bruises. But he never missed an important down. Um, never once asked to come out of a football game. And, you know, all of those accolades and awards that are coming his way are, are rightfully earned. Well, and I told you I walked in behind him in the stadium the other night, and I won't go into all the detail, but it was obvious that he wasn't 100%, but you couldn't have told it by the way that he went out there and, and with the effort that he had no, against a really good football yeah, team. absolutely, and he wasn't going to be told he couldn't play regardless of who told him. And, you know, nobody did tell him he couldn't play because ended up being just a little bit of a bruise on his on his foot. But uh, he, he wanted to be out there with his team, uh, played his heart out, uh, was disappointed in the outcome like the rest of the guys. And But the thing is, and, and I'm sure kids rebound faster than adults do, by the way. Yeah. You know, they, they have already started – talking about and embracing the, the magical moments they had rather than focusing on the negative. When these guys look back at what they accomplished this year, there's going to be nothing but pride um, and some great memories for them to talk about for the rest of their lives. Well, I have to thank you just for all the things that you did this year as a head coach and, and the way you worked with the athletic department, with the band, with the student council, and, and embraced the entire Mishawaka community. It was, it was fun to watch, and it, it was a little bit, uh, I guess, sobering, for lack of a better term, at, at the end, after the kids came out of the locker room and all the seniors lined up and the underclassmen the went through and the coaches went through and it just showed the family atmosphere that you guys had and how much each of those guys cared for each other. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I'm from Jimtown where everything was celebrated together as a community and that's just the way that I understand it. You know, talk about three sport athletes and, you know, being a part of, other extracurricular activities. So I think it's important that our kids see that support on both sides of the spectrum. We, you know, we tell our kids it's important to go to volleyball games and girls basketball games, and it's important to play three sports, even if, you know, football is your favorite. Well, go be competitive in something else. So that that's always important as well. But the thing that you touched on there at the end with the, with the family thing, and I think this is really important uh, and something that I wanted our kids to think about. You know, and, and here's the bad part. The sad part about sports is, you know, we took them back into the locker room after we got beat, and I told them this, and it's really sobering. This is the last time this group's ever going to be together. Right. And you think about it, you spend every day together for three straight months, and then all of a sudden it's over and goodbye. That that group will never be together ever again in in its entirety for the rest of their lives. Right. It, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to think about so we wanted to make sure that we celebrated our seniors in an appropriate way which was get them back out on the field um say goodbye to them tell them how much we appreciated them and ended on kind of a positive note with some with some laughter and some hugs and sean i actually took video of that 
but I never posted it because it was such a private moment that it didn't feel appropriate. Right. It was just one of those moments that, wow, this is this is something really special. And to show you the kind of coach and, and guy that Keith Kinder is, the night that they beat Penn, arguably the biggest win in, in his career as a coach, they win the NIC conference, and he asked me after the game, he's like, hey, do you mind if I run over and, and see my old high school teammates? We're having a 20-year reunion this year. Well, they won the state championship. <laughs> he, wanted to, he wanted to spend time with his guys right, and then go back with his coaches, but he just wanted a few minutes to go. And, and that shows you the type of family that they had in 98, and that's what he's brought to Mishawaka. Absolutely. Hey, Keith, congratulations again. I, you know, I, I know that coach of the year and, and all that stuff obviously right now doesn't mean anything, but I think you said it a second ago that, I mean, you're all obviously going to look back on this season with, with a lot of great memories when it's all said and done. Well, I appreciate it, and I do want to thank you uh, for all the hard work that you do promoting Mishawaka sports. Um, it's a pleasure to work with you. Um, and you I've, as well. I've listened to some of your <laughs> – I've gone back and listened to some of your calls and big moments, and that is going to, to be a, a lasting memory for our kids as well. So I appreciate that. And one thing that he said after the Penn game, you know what? We're just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> that's I right. that line. That's right. I hope that's the case. <laughs> Congratulations, right, thanks Keith. Thanks a lot. All right. And I, and I do want to say that I, that I appreciate you as well for all the, the, the information that you provide us and because we can't, you know, me and, and – and Bove and, and Vince and all of us who put, do the broadcast, we can't do it without help from the coaches, so we really do appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right, Keith Kinder, the uh, head coach of the Mishawaka Cavemen football team and the NIC North Coach of the Year. Dean, had a great uh, time with you here this season, and uh, it's, it's amazing that it's already over, but I'll be seeing you around, and, of course, we'll be back with Caveman Corner next year. Yeah, nice transition. We appreciate everything you did for Caveman Corner and uh, Mishawaka football, and let's let's ride that high all the way into basketball season and, and Absolutely. start it all again. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And again, for Dean Hubbard, Keith Kinder, Jerry Janowski, our studio engineer, Matt Candler, who uh, sets us up and takes us down every week, and thanks to Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill for having us out this year as well. We will uh, talk to you when basketball starts on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 